Okay, here we go. We got some questions for today. Okay, we're going to start out with some questions and then we're going to get right into it. Okay, this is the case. Someone passes away on Yontif. Someone passes away on Yontif, okay? It's happened before. It's happened before. Mm-hmm. And this person that passed away his entire life, not entire life, the last 10 years of his life, he was, you know, in his 90s, he said, I want to be buried on the day I pass away. It's this very special schus. No? I have no idea. In Eretz <laughs> Yisrael, there's, there's an Isser, Losolin. You're not allowed to delay pay, um, um, the delay to, to Bizayon Hamis to delay the funeral at all. Really, the halacha is it has to be done immediately. Is that by, by somebody who's, who, who's killed from Besdin? No. Oh, you're saying the actual puzzle? Yeah. I, I don't know if there's, if, if there's, yeah, that's time, well, that's time I like leaving it over, right? right. But it's a concept. It's a concept. The Minog in Yerushalayim, they will not, I was at Rabbi Yash's funeral. I think I told you, it was at 11 o'clock at night. 11 o'clock at night. They will not, you know, if they want to wait the next day, you probably had 200,000 more people. But they will not delay because in Yerushalayim, they don't. They'll do it in the middle of the night. But around the world, there's this concept. We are going to delay it sometimes in order to show more respect by having more people able to come, the family wants to come. But in Eretz Yisrael, they don't even wait for the family, you, you know, a lot of times. Okay, so this person says they really want this Indian covered on Macy, buried the day they die. Are they allowed to be buried on Yontif? What do you think? You let it be buried on Yontif? Second day Yontif. Second day Yontif? First day no? I don't know. First day everyone agrees no. Correct? I agree, no. Agree, no. Um, but the second day you think you agreed to Jeff, yes? No. You can bury the second day? Never. Can't be buried in the Yontif. No, yeah. What is the second day? Jeff says yeah, yes. I just know from experience. Unfortunately, there was a, there was a actual, there was a, he was buried on Yontif. Second, second day. day? Wow. Okay. So that we're going to have to discuss. That we're going to have to discuss. We're going to discuss if that's allowed. We're going to discuss <laughs> if it's allowed. <laughs> Too late now. It was during COVID, right? Right. There's a whole line of verses waiting. Well, the Gemara says you could. There's no question about it. The, Mish- the Gemara Masav Spitzah, Shulchan Aruch, very clear you could. Even the first day, we're going to talk about it, but you could. The question is, what about nowadays? Okay, so COVID is going to, it definitely changes a lot of things. Okay? Okay, so that, we'll have to discuss that. Next question. Okay, this is really a question, right? This question is really a question about COVID. In COVID, when there was a backlog, and there was no one that was allowed to go to the funeral, and no one allowed to go to the funerals, that's going to be a separate question. What do you do in that case? Avi will give us more details if she's interested. Uh, when we get to it. Okay. So now, what about the case where someone writes in their will they want to be buried in Israel? Okay. On the same day they die? <laughs> no, that's a new case. New case. New case. They want to be buried in Israel. And they say they want to be buried in Israel that... The family, they pay for their, before the person passes away, they pay for everyone. They get tickets for the entire family. All the children need to be at the funeral, of course. And they're all going to go on the plane together with the deceased who's going to be in the cargo section. Are you allowed, are you an owning at that time? Are you considered, halachically, I think we mentioned this a little bit last week, are you considered owning? Are you allowed to say a bracha on your food when you're sitting on the airplane? There's nothing you could do. You're on the airplane. You mentioned about Wi-Fi, right? Is that what you mentioned last week? Last week. I think you mentioned that. What do you mean? You could use Wi-Fi on the planes. So you could. You could be still in contact with the funeral home. And you could be, 
doing stuff. But what would you say? Are you an onen when you're really not able to do anything, but the funeral did not happen yet? So you let this out last week. When you I mentioned it already. Yeah. I, I, I gave away some of it. Okay, so we're going to we're gonna have to look at the sources now. We're going to have to look at the sources now. What did I say last week? I told the story, right. I told the story about the person eating eating the sandwich and he wasn't making a bracha and everyone's like, what's going on? Very good, Harold, wow. Um, okay, now, um, this is very common. Okay, this is very common. You have three brothers, three brothers, and not any of us, but there are three boys, and one of the and one of and the father passes away, Lolenu, <clears throat> at 120, and two of them of the brothers are going to the funeral, but one is staying home for whatever reason. He can't go. He's not. His wife is sick. Whatever the case is, does the shiva start at different times? When does the shiva start? Normally, the shiva starts after the funeral. You think so? What do you think? When the mace leaves the person, that, that's when the shiva starts. So, so the one brother is going to start shiva on Sunday. The other brother is going to start the funeral is going to be the next day on Monday. And he's saying they're going to start on different days. Two of the brothers are going to be sitting shiva starting on Monday because they went to the funeral. The brother that stayed home, he's going to be sitting shiva on Sunday. He's going to end a day earlier. They're all in the same house sitting shiva. They're all sitting shiva together. One brother is going to end a day earlier. So. Yes? You're giving him looks. I was thinking. Strange, right? Well, well I was just asking, I thought all three brothers lived together. They all, they all in the same town. Same they all town. in the same city. The father passed away in that city. Okay. Two of the brothers are going to the funeral in Israel, let's say, or they have a plot in New York. I don't know. The family plot in New York. And two of the brothers are going. One brother's staying back home in Norfolk because it doesn't matter why. His wife's sick, let's say. He's sitting Shiva, according to Gedalia, that day, the day that the, the, that the, the coffin left town. And the other two brothers who went to the funeral in New York, they're coming back the next day after the funeral. They're going to be sitting Shiva in the same house because it's nice, everyone together, all the siblings. Mm-hmm. One is going to start on Sunday. One's going to start, two are going to start on Monday. They're going to end different days. Yeah, that's what you think? Seems crazy. Can't be. No. Can't be. They're buried. The, the, the body's buried the next day. The body's buried on Monday. Why don't they? It all starts in each other at the same time. So the person who stayed behind should wait an extra day. Right. He shouldn't be an owning for an extra day. Okay. We have a little controversy over here. Controversy. <laughs> They're both doing seven days, but the person who's done with his job, he said goodbye to his his father who passed away and left him, and he stayed home. He should wait to start shift until the next day. I mean, when does Shiva typically start? Usually, Shiva right. starts after, after the burial. After the burial. Right. After the burial. So, so, so Gedalia was saying, the, the, saying that the person who who's not going to the funeral starts a day earlier. Why? Ask the, him. The Why? <laughs> Why did he start a day earlier, Gedalia? The mace is not the, mace is not on the ground. The mace is not on the ground. Okay, so that's so there seems to be some recollection of something like that. I'll give you an example of something happened here. Someone called me. They said that their sister's passing away tomorrow, around tomorrow, meaning likely tomorrow, and in Florida. They're not going. They're elderly, and they wanted to know if they should 
sit shiva before they die. Not before they die. The second the child, the, the second the sister dies, second the sister dies, or do I wait until the funeral, which is going to be probably two days later? When do you start shiva? That's not a question. The people at the funeral, there's no question, like you said. Of course, it starts once the funeral happens and ends. But the person who's not going, maybe they should start at a different time. That's the question. Okay, that's um, another same question, the same question. During COVID, no one was able to travel. So someone, your, uh, a parent, God forbid, passes away in Israel. You're not going to the funeral. You can't go to the funeral. When do you start sitting shiva? When the funeral happens or right away? Okay, and the last question, last question. A person has, uh, a person lives in a different place. First, let's say a lot of people like to get buried in Israel, special Indian, whether that's right or wrong, we could discuss that at a different time, but they'd like to go to Eretz Yisrael to be buried, okay? There's a grand, there's a child, one of the children lives in Israel, but the rest of the family lives in New York, and they're all going from New York, the other mourners are going from New York to Israel, okay? So this person that's a child that's there is an Onain. They're not traveling to the funeral. They're at the funeral. They're at the location. Are they an Onain? All the seven mourners. The brother, sister, mother, father, son, daughter, wife. He's a grandchild. I, I, was, I was trying to say like we're in a nice way. So there's a grandchild, so the father, meaning I'm trying to make it that's not us. Yeah, it's not. It, of course, it has to be our father. So even the guy who is not keeping the mitzvahs of Onin is still an Onin. Are you? Somebody who's somebody who who is got a you're not involved in the plane. You're not involved in the funeral. He's still an Onin. He's but he's still making brachos because so now he's not an Onin because you're not allowed to say a bracha if you're an Onin. No, there's the halachas of aninos that that uh, that's the word. Is that the word? Yeah. Uh, the halachas of aninos that apply to him at certain times. But there's certain ones that don't, but he could still be an Einin. Well, generally we say that the, the rules are one of the two reasons. One reason is it's not respectful. Because yeah. you're busy, it's not respectful to be involved in 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 anything else. And you're not allowed to do mitzvahs because you are tired in the mitzvah of burying. So, so if you're there already, maybe you should say that you're not an Onin at all. It's still the, the time period is still a time period of Aninos. Okay, so then, he he's in that time period of Aninos. So then you should, the application of him keeping the the mitzvahs of uh, whatever. If it's Aninos, the halachas of Aninos should all apply. If it's the time period, no. why are you splitting them up? Because even this guy who's on the plane, yeah, right before he gets on the plane, he's uh, an Aninim. After that, he gets off the plane, he's an Aninim. On, why is he on, on the plane? plane it's absolutely impossible to do anything. So he's it's not still a dis- but maybe it's not disrespectful to the mace if you're not if you're if you're well, yeah. not acting as right. an Onin. Is he an Onin or not? No. He's not an Onin. No. We learned the whole Indian of being an Onin is for the sake of you being productive for a cover of mace. Okay. He's saying that you can be called an Onin without being the halachas of an Onin. Right. Okay, I don't know. I, I wouldn't call it that because Onin means you have halachas. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you can't really call it an Onin if you're would you, if there was a minion, would you say... Oh, that's the Nath Could you go to a minion? Could you be the 10th man? Could he leave the Could he be the 10th man? Yeah, they're starting a minion. They click a clap. 10 people. They see there's 10 people. One of them's an Onin. Is he allowed to be part of it? Okay, let's get it. Let's get involved. Now we're now that we have all the questions, we can start learning some of the Sugya, okay? So let's see where we're going to begin today. We're going to begin with
Shochan Arach. Shochan Arach. So in the book, it's page. What page is it? Page 25. Yeah, page 25, very good. Page 25, and then we're going to have this. This is the Shulchan Aruch printed out for you. Okay, so we're going to start with... You can pass these out. Pass these out. We're going to start with the Shulchan Aruch. Halacha Aleph, okay? Shin Mem Aleph, Halacha Aleph. Misha Miso Mutal Lefana. We really did our... Um, Let's go to the middle. What does it start with on your page? Okay. So we're gonna start. This is this is talking about a case where someone passed away on Shabbos. Okay? Do you have enough? Ubi Shabbos. If someone passes away on Shabbos, fiantif, ochel baser vishosayayin emirza. You can eat meat, drink wine. Why? Can't be a onein anyantif. Why can't be an onein anyantif? Sounds like because you can't bury anyantif. What? Very interesting. What happens on Shabbos afternoon? You want to walk all the way to the Tchum, the furthest point you can walk to on Shabbos. So you're like preparing a little bit before Shabbos to go for Avilas. For, you're going to have to go, maybe you're going to have to go um, talk to the funeral home, which is right there. So you want to go as, even on Shabbos. So when you're walking on Shabbos, the Shulchan says, you are an Oni. Even though generally there's no halachas of aninos on Shabbos, why? What does it mean, Gedalia? Are you you're not an onin on Shabbos? The person passed away on Friday. Yeah. Are you an onin on Shabbos? Yeah. You are an onin. You're an onin, but you have no halachas of an onin. It says. It doesn't say you're right. It doesn't say you're not an onin. It just says you're allowed to eat. Okay, let's see. But. What happens if you want to get buried on the first day through a non-Jew? Then you are an Onin. So it's clear in the halacha that you could be buried. A person can be buried on Yantif. But the first day of Yantif has to be through a non-Jew. So if you're buried on Yantif on the first day by a non-Jew, so the family members, are they an Onin? No, yes. How are they Well, they have to hire the non-Jew to do all the work. On Yantif. Maybe they'll pay, of course, they're going to pay them afterwards, but they're hiring them on Yantif to do the work. So therefore, they are an Onin. Generally, you're not an Onin on Yantif because it's not expected to be buried on Yantif because you need to do it through a Jew, non-Jew. But if you are going that route and having a non-Jew bury them, then you would be an Onin. So I'm saying that I mean, this basically comes down to directly being involved in the act of preparation or... Yes, but not really. Because it's not directly meaning actively being involved. Because if you're sitting at home and not being involved, you're still an Onin because theoretically you could be involved and therefore it's disrespectful if you're not. But on Shabbos and Yantiv where you can't be involved, you're not supposed to be involved, there's nothing to do, then you are an Onin. Those questions we asked before about two people... Some of the brothers flying, yeah. and the other one's already in there. So yeah. What is the burial going to happen? Yeah. He could have been involved. So he should be. Preparation, right? The question is the airport. So you're saying you're trying to answer for the person who's in Arizona waiting, he should be an Oni. But the ones that may be on the plane should not be. 
Okay, that's that's true. That's that sounds like it should be correct. Let's see. The call she came beyond of Shani Avi. This is going to be your case. On the second day of Yontif, even a Jew is allowed to bury a person on the second day of Yontif, and therefore you are an Onin automatically on the second day of Yontif. This is something a lot of people don't realize. The second day of Yontif, everyone's going to be an Onin because you are allowed to be involved in the funeral. You're actually allowed to do it yourself. You're allowed to be Mechal Yontif. On the second day of Yontif, you could dig a hole, you could build a coffin, you could drive to the funeral. You could drive to the funeral on Yontif. On Yontif, you could drive to the funeral. Did you do? So you we, did? I mean, we, we we're going to talk about halach halach the alitzer you did. I mean, we we had like like a service, like like a limo that picked us up, and like mm-hmm. the, you know, imagine like you had to go to the hospital on Shabbos. So it was done that same way. Like you know, he opened the door, you everything was direct money. We're trying to direct money. We didn't even. We were told not even to really dig or anything. Like just yeah. like, take the shovel, do one actress to show, like that we're digging, what? and then they did the rest. Uh, my question to you is, um, when did he actually pass away? Was it on Yom Tovei passed away? On Erev Pesach. So, so there wasn't enough time to get it done before. And they didn't want to wait till Cholmoy, or just that's what they said to do. I, I don't know. You don't remember why don't the, the details. I don't remember the details. I think it was wow. more like that was the quickest that could be done. My question though is, why day two of Yom Tov do we essentially not? What does that? What, what changed between day one and day two? Right. What, why is day one have? Okay. Anyone have different? any answer why day one should be different than day two? I mean, it's derabbanan. I guess. So, 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 so. It's derabbanan, and really, since we know when really yontif is, it's considered we treat yontif sheni as if it's a deraisa, as if it's the same level. Mm-hmm. But really, we know now that it's yontif sheni. It's not really yontif. And therefore, there's only one, the Gemara says in Sankas Bitsa, there's one halacha that's different. And that is in regards to um, Misa, in regards to Kfura, we treat it as Chol, it says. Yontiv Shini Kichol. Completely like weekday. So you would theoretically be able to drive. It's interesting they didn't. We're going to talk about it in a second what, about COVID, because COVID, there's specific things um, um, we're going to talk about. But there's a, a funny story. Natosis yeah, Yontiv. You heard the Tosas Yontif, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a commentator on Mishnayis. So the Tosas Yontif, his name was Yontif, and he passes away. And his wife is this very chosh of Rebetzin. I don't know if he passed away on <laughs> Yontif, but his wife's a very chosh of Rebetzin, and everyone wants to marry her. And she's saying no to everyone. She's saying no. And there's someone who writes a letter to her and says, I want to marry you. My name is Yontif also. <laughs> so I want to marry you. And she says, she writes back, Yontif Shani, Yontif Shani, the second Yontif, Kichol. It's like weekdays, Chol, it's like Chulin, it's like, it's not holy, I don't want you. So that's a no? She, she quoted this Gemara, she said no, because Yontif Shani, Kichol. I'll take Yontif Rish, I'll take my first husband back, but not Yontif Shani. Would so in Eretz Yisrael, Rosh Hashanah, the second day, it's the only, in Eretz Yisrael, there's only one two-day Yantif, Rosh Hashanah. Yes, sure. It's the only one. So, but it's also Midrabana. Even day two? Even day, only day two. Day two. Oh. We're much stricter. We consider it as one long day. But in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, they will bury people on the second day of Yantif and Rosh Hashanah. Yeah? What's they do? 
In Eretz Yisrael, again, they're much stricter about not delaying. They're not about not delaying. Okay, so so what comes out is you should be an owning on the second day, even though 99% of burials are not going to happen in Yom Tashini. We don't do it nowadays. Okay, we're going to talk about COVID, but you in general, we don't do it. You don't start Shiva, though, on that day. You never start, well, if you do the burial, yeah. you start Shiva. On the second day of Yom It's whole. If you do the burial, you can't say it's not Shiva starting. Okay. Well, I would. So I, then, I, I, I what did you do? After, You didn't start until after. Okay, so that's the interesting thing. Because Shiva, right, you're not going to start Shiva generally yeah. until and on Yontif itself. It's always pushed off. But it's interesting because in this case, mm-hmm. it really, if you're burying, so it's chul. I guess it's still chul noi. It's still chul noi. Like exactly. Exactly. No, but so going yeah. back to the case of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. So in Eretz Yisrael, the mace is buried on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Right. The family in Eretz Yisrael would start Shiva on that first day. I'm sorry, on the second day of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah, on the day of the burial. But somebody outside in America wouldn't wouldn't start Shiva know. until until the next day. So I'm not sure. So I'm not sure if they would do Shiva. I don't think you could do Shiva on on Shabbos. I'm not sure if it would start. I'm not, I'm sure. not, I'm not, not sure. Generally, we say you don't. You always push it off until chol. But here, Yontif Shani is kachol, but maybe it's still like chol moi. Oh, so like, you st- if someone passes away on chol moi, you well, do a little second days of Yontif. Second days of Yontif. Second days of Yontif. You don't have Shema. already have the second... I'm Generally, if a person passes away... If a person passes away before Yontif, then you don't have Shema. Shema's knocked out. Yontif knocks out Shema. No Shema. Uh-huh. So... Have you ever had anyone ever had that experience? Yeah, my mother-in-law. She passed away. If you pass away before Yontif, you can pass away before Yontif. And then Shiva. also Shloshim gets knocked out by 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 the next Yontif. So you could yeah, right. so you could have um, Amy's father. You could have um, um, right before Amy's mother. Amy Brooke? No, no. Amy Lefka. Amy Lefka. Right, right. Before uh, Yom Kippur. Right. right, right. Before Sukkot. Okay, so we're getting a little uh, off topic Yom. here. But the point is that the second day of Yontif, you can be an Oni. You are an Oni. That's what Shalom is saying, because you're allowed to bury. So if you're allowed to bury. So the question is, what about nowadays? What about nowadays? Are you an Oni on Yontif when you're not going to bury? And we're going to figure out when you could, when you can't, and that's um, we'll talk about that in a second. So let's go to this page. Let's go to number page 25, number 16. Okay? So this is on Shabbos. Mucho lechas lebesach knesses l'tzilis of Shlomo Zalman Orbach. Who says you're allowed to go to a shul to daven on Shabbos because you're not an onin because you can't get buried? And you're counted for the minion. Don't be the chazan. Don't be the chazan when you're an onin. You're not an onin. Are you an onin? I don't know. You could call, but you're not. Don't have the halachas of onin. But you shouldn't be the chazan, and you also shouldn't change your seat. Okay, that's a separate point. What about learning Torah? He says you're allowed to learn Torah. That's also not so simple. Um, but then the last line says, Since a person's had someone to pass away in their family, private acts of of avilus of mourning still apply, and therefore, you would not be allowed to wash on Shabbos. Okay? You're not allowed to wash on Shabbos. What do you wash? You can wash your hands, but you can't use your washer more than, than the minimum amount. And Tasha Shamita and marital relations. You're quasi-owning. This is like, the same thing. This is the same thing with Shiva. If a person, to me, it during be, Shiva. To me, it should be binary, though. But during Shiva. During Shiva. Is Shabbos uh-huh. part of Shiva? Is counted one of the days? I don't think so. It's, it's, you don't act like Shiva, but it counts as one of the days of seven. Oh. It counts as one of the days of seven, but you don't do Shiva. But you do do two things. 
you do to you do things that are private you don't mm-hmm. have marital relations you don't do things that the problem with right. with with avilas it's a problem with avilas in public you can't do public mourning so that's why you shouldn't um that's why anytime that someone sees you and sees what you're doing and says oh look he's acting as strange because he's an avel that's a problem but things that are in private you would still have to do okay mm-hmm. um Okay, so 17, we're running on time, we're going so slow, which is great, but I want to cover some ground. So in, in 17, the Mishnah Brewer basically says that you're allowed to have a person bury a, uh, do anything, violate anything in the Torah on the second day of Yontif. And therefore, um, you're allowed to go in a car, a boat, he says. It's like a weekday. It's like a weekday. You're allowed to do anything for that person. Interesting thing, he says, you can't. If a person passed away on the first day, you can't wait to the second day in order to have Jews be involved, right? Because the first day you can have a non-Jew be involved mm-hmm. in it. You can't wait specifically to the second day. Right? We talked about waiting. You can't wait in order to have Jews be involved. That's not enough of a reason, okay? Um, Why are you supposed to go to Israel? If you have a reason, then you would wait till after Yontif. But to go from the first day to the second day just so that Jew could be involved, that's problematic. I'm saying on the second day you'd be able to put the body on the plane and try and fly there to Israel? Theoretically, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about why we don't do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about why we don't do this in one second. Okay? The Mogan Avram says, 18, mm-hmm. So if it's Yontif Shani, even though you don't want to bury because you're not burying until after Yantif, it is you're an onin. You're an onin on Yantif. Okay? So let's go to 20. This is the Mishnah Guru. I am sorry, Ramosha Feinstein. Ramosha Feinstein says, Do we do this now in days? He says, If you are, um, if a person passes away, not anyone here, chas v'sholem, if a person passes away <laughs> on the second day of Yantif, we do not bury the person nowadays because there is no question, says the Ramosha Feinstein. Nowadays, where we have refrigerators and we have freezers, there's absolutely no need for the leniencies. And he says, there's no question that if Chazal were living in 2023, they would not allow, they would not say, Yom Tevsheni Kechol. They wouldn't say that because the whole reason was you have a two-day yontif. If you keep on, if you wait for a long time in a hot summer day in Pesach or Sukkot, and in the humidity it could cause the body to decompose, right? Doesn't that about no, the whole concept of first, but yeah. Okay, I don't want to know all of the details. Doesn't but, it about the whole concept of Like the, the Torah would never say Leisolin because that, back then there was it was it was a no. That's was, not the reason. That's a separate thing. It's a it's it's not respectful for a body to be sitting around. Nothing to do with it decomposing. It's just it's Kavod Hamis says bury as quick as possible. But says Ramosha, the fact that you could be machal al yontiv, the fact that you could drive a car on yontiv, the fact that you could dig, which are all isurim daraisa, which we don't, we treat yontiv sheni like a regular day. We don't have any leniencies, zero, except for they're going to say kichol they made it like weekday. Says Ramosha, there, there's no question they wouldn't do it if, if they knew about modern. They know about if it, they weren't talking about yeah. our times. So Ramosha says nowadays, but but they did say it. But they did say it. So Ramosha says though, something very interesting. Ramosha says there's a separate. That's why we we don't we try not to do it. But Ramosha says there's a bigger issue because that which you're allowed to do it 
are only the people that are actually necessary for the the funeral meaning the person that could go in the car is the person that's actually needed to dig the 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 ground and the person that's needed to actually physically bury the body but anyone else that comes or any phone call that's made to tell someone is going to be problematic so that's where emotion says it's dangerous to do it and that's why we don't do it okay comes along covid and the postgame are all saying that remotia's reasons don't apply remotia's reasons don't apply during covid because during covid the whole concern was that people are going to see and they're going to want to go, and they're going to be being Mechal Shabbos when they're not Mechal they weren't allowed to go. No one was going. It was just the people that needed to be involved. And therefore, many Rabbanim said, during COVID, Ramosha's Svara doesn't apply, and we're back to the regular halacha that you can do it. But it's interesting, Avi, that you're saying that the sock that you were told is to make, treat it still like a Dirabana. Don't do any violations from the Torah. And that sounds like they're trying to keep Ramosha's, right. the yeah. strength of Ramosha, or maybe because they wanted a few more people to come, I don't know, that weren't directly necessary. It was more people than the minimum. So they wanted it. So therefore you could do the Dirabanans, which is for sure okay. Could it also be possibly because of he was lifted before Yomtev? Could be that too. Could be that too. It you could be that. You're pushing it off. You don't push it off. To right. So the reason why in COVID, there, I, I don't know the situation, but um, it sounds like there was a space in 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 London that they were just they were piling up, and it was and it was dangerous. It was it was like a backlog. So they needed to bury them. So that was another thing right. they were relying on. Okay. So what would come out is Ramosha saying, in general, if it's not for you know you know we should never have something like that again. Um, where it's a normal situation, and Ramosha's Svar applies, I think everyone across the board in America follows this opinion. In Art Israel, I told you that they do sometimes bury on Rosh Hashanah the second day. But in America, we would never do such a thing, you know, barring a, 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 a terrible disease, then then you would not be an owning in that case. Okay? Okay, let's continue on for a few more, a little bit more. Let's go. Um, okay, so here we go with um, the second is This is the second source, number two over here on the paper. Gimel. Okay. Makom shenoagin shaksafim yuchadim lahotziyames. What if you live in a place where they have the pallbearers that are in charge of taking away the the mace? Okay, we call it pallbearers, but a better um, translation would be the Hebra Kadisha. I don't know, here the Hebra Kadisha is not intimately involved in every detail, correct? Right. They prepare the Tahara, but it's not it's not in their possession. The mace is not in the it's I guess it's the funeral home, is what I guess would be the the real the person that's in possession of the body the entire time. But says the Shulchan Aruch, if you ever are in a place that you hand off the body to the Chavra Kedisha or to pallbearers, that they're in charge of the mace. Once they hand off the body to those people that are going to now take over and do the rest, then everyone else, the family members, are completely permissible. Even if the mace is still in the house. The person passed away in the house or in the hospital, and you give it over to the Chavra Kadisha, they are taking, this happens in like big cities, 
the Hebra Kedisha is like literally running the show. You are completely, you don't need to do anything. If, I'm assuming we're talking about when you already have a burial plot and there's nothing really to do. Says the Halal Shulchan Aruch, you're not an Onin. You're allowed to eat meat. This is not talking about Shabbos and Yom Tov anymore. No. This is talking about regular. Uh huh. I missed like, the, the, the whole idea that I mean, is, is because you need to be involved in the burial. Exactly. Yeah. And therefore, you're like Osik with mitzvah, Patsar, and mitzvah. Right. You're not allowed to. It's not respectful to do any mitzvahs at that time. You're not allowed to eat meat and wine, drink wine, and you're um, not allowed to say a bracha. You're not allowed to daven. You're not allowed to pray So the question is, when does that end? Generally, we say right. it ends once the funeral happens. Right. But says the halacha gimel that once you hand it off to someone who's completely in charge, then you're not responsible in any way, and you have nothing to worry about. They're going to be doing everything. They're not going to be calling you with questions. You would not be required. Your aninus is removed. Your aninus will be removed. You might be called an oni, but your halachos of aninus are removed according to Gedalia. Uh, okay, so let's go back to the question. The yeah. For minion. So in that case, we'd be allowed to use to be a, be a minion. Sounds like you would. That's Sounds like yes. Okay. okay. Have you ever heard of that, though? No. Have I you ever heard of that? No, I haven't heard of anybody eating meat either or drinking wine. Because you've never heard of this halach, you can give it over. So what's going on here? So let's see a little bit more. Okay. Says the Ramah, Makam shenos namis early ear in makam karavu. Have a kilo mutalafan of. Says Ramah, it's not so simple. It's only if the person is being buried in a faraway place. They're taking the 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 mace, the person's body, to a faraway place. Then we say, you're done. You're done with your job. They're taking the body. You even if you go, but you're not part of it. But if it's right there, if the person's being buried in your city or near your city, right, to the outskirts of your town, or Portsmouth, I think is still called their city, then your mind is still on it. You're still involved, your mind is still on it, and therefore you are still an Oni. But what will come out, if the body is being sent to Miami to be buried, or to Israel, and you're done, you hand it over, you're not going to be involved. Now the question is, what is this halacha talking about? Is this halacha talking about when you're going to the funeral? Or only is it talking about when you hand it off and you're not going to the funeral? So there's a big debate about this, this question. Okay? Are we talking about when you go to the funeral or only talking about when you don't go to the funeral that you're done? If you don't go to the funeral, there's no question. If you don't go to the funeral and you hand it off to the Hebra Kedisha, you are done. You could start your Shiva right then. Start your Shiva. Start your Shiva. Start your Shiva. Okay. Even though there's been no funeral, no funeral yet, but you're completely you're done. And there's no prospect of any other actions being taken for cover to mace. But it's possible that sometimes shiva will not start. We'll see. But you're still, but you're not known anymore. You know what? My it's fine. I just hit, hit me right now. My yeah. my grandmother. Yeah. She did not do shiva. I just, I just she didn't say did shiva at all. She oh. didn't say shiva at all because it was before she you didn't go to the funeral. And she wasn't planning. And she so before Yom she did not go to the funeral. And she started shiva. She had shiva for like two hours, and, and it was done before. You know, as paid off again. Wow! It literally just hit me right now. Where does she live? She was. She was in. Uh, in the same city in or a different city? city. But it was also COVID. She couldn't go. She shouldn't go. go. And anyway, I felt it was too painful for her. To, right. You know? Right. So, so she. I mean, she was in. 
Lawrence, I think, at the time. Remember? Okay, so you're saying like Gedalia, that you could have people starting and ending at different so. times. It just, it just hit me right now. You got Shiva but starting and, and ending for different family members. Because for her, family. there was nothing, to, I guess, to do, right? There was no prospect she was going to go. Right, there was no prospect she was going 1,000% she was not going to go, and all the arrangements were, I guess, already made. And Right, right. Um, makes sense. Makes sense now. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. Twenty-three. Okay, twenty-three in the booklet. You finished all your jobs. All the mourners have finished all their jobs with the chaver They're completely done. They've done all their jobs. Because because the hamis. It's not covered on me, so if they're not, it's not a disgrace to the dead person if you've done all that you need to do. Page 23 on page 20, sorry, number 23 on page 27. Um, if they are going to the funeral, even if they're not necessary because the Hever Kadisha is doing anything, they continue until the Avilas starts, which is at the time of the burial, actual burial. Okay, so it's an interesting thing. If you're not going to be going to the funeral, if you're not going to be going to the funeral, then the Shiva could start immediately. The Shiva could start immediately. Okay, but it's interesting because there's some question, because a lot of times, People don't want their shiva. Most people want their shiva to start immediately to get it over with earlier. But there are some people that don't want their shiva to start early. Why would you not want your shiva to start early? It's very helpful to have shiva for some people. No, no, no. I'm not saying to. I'm not saying. I'm not talking about a case where it's gonna yomtiv is gonna knock, knock it off. Oh, okay. You're for sure doing seven days. Okay. Some people, most people, want it to just start and end. They want their seven days, but they want it. If they don't want to wait three days for the funeral right. to start their shiva, they want to start it away. I'm saying there are some times that someone wants to delay the start of shiva. Why would you want to delay the start of shiva? So the the case is a person that has a business, and the business makes a lot of money, okay, or a little bit of money, but it makes money. And the halachas are not allowed to make money during shiva. You're not allowed to be doing work. You're not allowed to make money. And some people need. Whatever you're going to have to throw out all that money, you're not going to get any benefit from that money. So what they do, halacha is, you're supposed to sell and make a, some sort of sale with a non-Jew, okay? And it's very easy. It's not like a, it's not like selling Muhammad's, which is a whole account. You know, it's a, it's a very, it's a, you either make a partnership with them, and you're still allowed to get the the money, and it's not. Can't be to another family member who's not sitting shiloh. Um, whatever, another relative who's not sitting shiloh, a Jew. That's a very good question. It's a very good question. Yeah, I think it could be. Why am I thinking guy? Yeah, the chayre, you could just sell it, you could sell it to another Jew. Yeah, it's not doing a non-Jew. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. I don't know why. I was, must have been saying that because of the comments, but I want to double check that because that still rings a bell. But, so sometimes you want to delay. You don't want your ship. If you're like in a case where you're not going to the funeral, you don't live there, so there's no period of anina, so you just start your shiva right away. Some people would rather have their shiva only start once the funeral begins so that they could get their possessions in order. Okay? Because you're really not allowed to do business with your, your possessions on during shiva. During anina, you cook? What? Anina, yeah. Anina, you cook. 
When you say you're not allowed to do business, that, does that include, like, say you don't own a business, but you, you're employed? Does that mean you don't work? Well, you can't work during Shiva. Well, I understand that. You got to pay your salary. You take pizza. You're saying you got a salary during You got a salary. You got a salary. They're paying you even though you're not working. That's not a problem. Right. It's like taking a vacation day. This is talking about like when you are own a business and your um, your company is making money for you, um, actual profit on your business. That would be a problem during during. Um, during Karamashiva. Let's say you own a catering company. So you're not working, but your employees are all working for you, right. and they're going to make a lot of money, and you're going to get the, all the, all the, you know, all the money that is made, proceeds are going to go to you, without you actually being there, even though you're sitting in your house, that's forbidden on, on, on during Shiva. So sometimes you want to, people are, you know, it depends on the situation, most Shiva doesn't apply to. I don't think, but um, you would be allowed to set that up. So someone in a different place would be able to um, to um, delay until you're allowed to, if you want, halachically, it's interesting, since we're very lenient when it comes to halachas of Elis, not we're not lenient, but we're find a lenient opinion to rely on, you could rely on the opinion. You can't go both ways. You can't wait a few minutes, say, I'm going to be an owning for a few minutes, this is talking about, let's say, you're not going to the funeral and you're not involved. So you really, in theory, shouldn't be an owning, right? If you're, let's say, in a different place. You're not, you live in Miami, the rest of the family lives in New York, the people in New York are going to the funeral, you're not going to the funeral. In theory, you could start your, your Avilas right now and you'll end Shiva a day earlier or two days earlier. It's an unbelievable thing. But you want to prepare your business then you would have to wait. You can't choose, you can't be, take both leniencies. You can't say, I'm, I'm not starting right away, but then after I get my business in, in, um, in order, then I'm going to start my shiva. Because you're either wait until avail, until the actual burial, or um, you do it, or you start right away. You can't do both. Kind of like also, you can't have both ways. What's that? Right. So if you're Romeo, you exactly. Yeah, you can pick one of the two. You can't pick. You can't pick the leniencies of both. Very good. Same thing. Exactly. Okay. Should we um, should we stop here? or Should we continue? It's a lot, right? Let's just talk about that one case of the airplane. Okay. Let's, let's try to answer our questions. You go on the airplane. Um, are you allowed? Are you an one when you're on the airplane? So really, the halacha is, according to many opinions, is that you are not an owning because there's nothing you could do. Everything has already been accomplished, and you're traveling. When you're traveling, you can't do anything, so you will not be an owning. However, however, like I think it was Avi said last week, that if you're invo- if there is Wi-Fi and you're involved and you're able to, for sure the the post can say if you're writing a speech, a eulogy, and you're doing anything for the Kavod Hamis, then you would be. But um, but if you're just you know watching movies mm-hmm. and you're not doing anything. Um, but then, you might do something. That's the question. Like, you might write the eulogy. Well, okay. you know, I don't think you could write a eulogy is enough to say to say that mm-hmm. you're because writing a eulogy is not really being involved in the in the um, right. needs of the of the burial. The arrangements, the money. That's exactly. Yeah. So those actual arrangements, if, since it's not possible, according to the pins, it's not possible on an airplane. 
Wi-Fi may be an exception, and that's what some of the posts are now saying, that Wi-Fi would be an exception, and you would be still an Onin. It's a machlokas, I think you could be lenient if you want, to say brachos, and to um, have me in a wine. Many opinions are lenient, and in general we could be lenient. But if you're actually, at the time, doing something that's covered amis, then you would It sounds like it's the essence of Rubaiyas amis. You're really accompanying, there's no better way to accompany the dead than bringing daddy home to Israel. I mean, interesting. which is that? Is it better to put yourself in a situation where you are an Ainim and make yourself involved or get out of it? And meaning, do you opt in for Wi-Fi or not <laughs> on the plane? <laughs> well, hey, do you pay that shipping? You're paying the $10. Do you pay, pay for the Wi-Fi? Is it better to or not to? Yeah. Um, like a game time decision, you could choose. <laughs> yeah. You could choose like to be doing it. I mean, even if you have Wi-Fi, it doesn't like that still doesn't necessarily mean there's anything to do. Right. A lot of times the arrangements are, even with yeah. Wi-Fi, a lot of the arrangements are on the phone and are done and something that you would... You would uh, not be involved right. in time. Shouldn't you still, even if you're going to say that you are not an owning because there's nothing else to do, shouldn't you, uh, shouldn't, shouldn't you maybe, like, you know, we said on day two of Yom Tov, you should still, or, or, or Shabbos, you should still, like, in private observe. Why not a situation where you can observe in private? Even if you're not considered owning because there's nothing else to do on the plane, yeah. should you maybe not do a pizza or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would say that because... That yeah, that's that that would be saying a Shabbos, exactly. Not maybe that's where Gedalia is coming from when he says that you're an Onin. Don't have halachas on Onin. Could be, could be that would be a good example. Something that's 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 that um, Barm Shabbat Sina. Um, you still have. Yeah. Okay, we'll stop here. We'll stop here for tonight. So in a regular case of of an Onin, like they're not always busy. I know everything's taken care of.